Tres, tres. All right. Can everybody hear my audio? No. How about now? How about now? Is it okay? That didn't work either? Hey guys, I'm not going to be able to hold this thing all day. Okay, well, we'll make do. And good morning. Boy, what a crowd today. Everybody's happy. Glad to see you see Hiram and uh, Neil back in the, the, the Bluegrass State, where Kentucky finally won a basketball game. <laughs> and what a, what a game that was. We're glad you're here. Uh, uh, David is still tied up, but I appreciate him and Hiram standing in for me a couple of times when uh, uh, things just kind of got a little bit out of hand and, and all, but that's, that's passed. So we're going to be beginning uh, this morning in uh, Genesis chapter uh, 18, I think is where uh, he left off the, the other day. Things are starting to, to, to materialize, things are starting to get, uh, get kind of interesting as the personalities uh, that uh, are under consideration uh, start uh, developing and becoming more, uh, I guess, life-size to us, if, for lack of a better word. And I don't want to spend a lot of time uh, in certain areas, but sometimes it just helps to get the context. So I'm going to read uh, the first uh, eight ch- uh, verses of chapter 18 and... Uh, We'll go from there. We're talking about the three visitors that appeared to uh, Abraham. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, If I have found favor in in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under the tree. Let me get you something to eat so that you can be refreshed, and then go on your way now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered. Do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent of Sarah. Quick, he said, get three shields of fine flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran into the the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to the servant who hurried to prepare it. Then he brought some curds and milk, and half of of that had been um, prepared and set before them. While they ate, he stood near under a tree. Kind of an odd beginning here. Here comes my man.
start all over. Can you hear me now? Need to get up a little bit. Is that okay? Yes. Good. All right. That uh, that helps a lot. <clears throat> so this is an interesting start with these uh, these three people who had came upon him. And he began to look at them and question them, and, and immediately he fell down before them. So it makes you wonder exactly who they were. And apparently one of those had to be Jehovah God himself. Abraham recognized him. And he, he bowed down to the earth in the presence of Jehovah and invited them to come in and to be refreshed. Uh, it's a southern hospitality in, in this part of the country. Uh, and my wife is, is an excellent uh, example of that. You come into my house, uh, probably before you sit down, you'll be offered something to drink, and she'll probably be in the kitchen preparing something to eat. And that, that was just the, the custom back during the, the days of Abraham. And it's still a custom today, a good one. But he was showing his respect for them. And you didn't just do that for anyone. Uh, they were obviously angels, and he wanted to entertain them. And that's what he was doing, uh, because he had, had uh, Sarah to prepare food, and he even went and, and sent and got one of his prized uh, calves for them to eat. Now, I'm not allowed in the kitchen at home when cooking's going on and, and for obvious reasons. I don't know anything about it. But I can tell you, it has to take some time to go out and to slaughter a, a calf and dress it and get it prepared and cooked and ready to eat. I'm not that patient myself. When, when I come home, most of the time dinner is either ready or it will be. And I want you to know, brethren, I live a very good life at home. Uh, it's nice to, to, to be married to a woman that likes to cook and likes to serve. And, and has been said of her, even in her workplace, she has the heart of a servant. And that's what we see in, in the presence of Abraham. He had the heart of a servant to, to bow down before God and do whatever he could to, to make him a welcome and to feel special. But then after they got there, they said to him, well, where is Sarah? And he said, well, she's in her tent. And his wife uh, was there. She was close by the door of the tent, so to speak. And so what they were doing, they were, they were trying to see where she was because, remember, she is one of the principal characters in this whole event. And they said that uh, the, the purposes of them being there was uh, that Sarah's faith needed to be encouraged. She, she was doubtful about her ever being able to have a child. And that's understandable, as we'll see as we go further into this, 
this particular part of the lesson. And uh, they were there for two, two, two main purposes. One, to encourage her in her faith that she was going to, to have a child in her old age. And it's secondly, and kind of a roundabout way that we find out just a few clicks over here, they were there to consider the fate of the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. And when she heard them talking about her having a child at her age, she laughed. I don't think she laughed out loud, but she kind of laughed to herself saying, oh, sure, you know. Here I am at my age, and they think I'm going to have a baby. But the problem was, the, one of the angels, Jehovah himself, heard her laugh, even though it was probably a silent laugh, but he knew what, what he heard. And he said, you know, that she, she has laughed, and, and she said, no, I didn't. And it's kind of like when you, your children are small or are small and they've done something that they shouldn't have done and you confront them with that and they said, oh, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Well, you know how it is. You say, well, yes, you did. I have ways of knowing. I had ways of knowing when my boys got in trouble that they never figured out to this day how I knew what, how they were getting into what they were getting into. But God knew he was confronting her. With that, and, and it, it's kind of disconcerting when you stop and think about it. Here's one of the principal players in, in all of mankind, and she's already lied to the Lord. I don't think it was an intentional lie, but she denied what she had done. And he, in his way, reminded her that she had, she had told something that was not true. And she continued to struggle with the thought at her age of having a child, even though history had uh, proven uh, that that she would uh, have that as as we go further into this. Uh, Because in, I think it's chapters, uh, yeah, Hebrews 11, verse 11. By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive, even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. So when you know, the lesson takeaway here, when God promises us something, you can take it to the bank. You, you can count on it because his truth are always true. And even if, if we are in a state of denial, as she was, that doesn't change things. So when in life today, when, when we are confronted with things and the obvious is obvious, you have to do that. Do what the Lord says. Have confidence in him because he is in control. And he, you know, we all understand that. But the application of it is a lot of times where we have trouble. So that's, the, that's a takeaway lesson just from this, this first, these first uh, 15 verses here. When God promises, he produces. The other thing that is transpiring here is, is the beginning of the uh, fate of the people at Sodom and Gomorrah. In chapters 
uh, verses 16 through 33, a, a rather lengthy reading. But basically, uh, the men uh, that were there got ready and uh, they looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah and took their, their, their folks and went that way. And Jehovah said, he was concerned. He was, said, should I hide this from Abraham, that what I'm about to do? And seeing that Abraham had surely become a great and mighty uh, person and would have a great and mighty nation, uh, he decided to, to, to engage him. So in that exchange, in those verses, the, the basic uh, things to consider there is God had made a choice to, to use Abraham to bring forth a, a great nation. And he, he questioned even himself. And sometimes I think we, we question ourselves, and we should question ourselves a lot of times. If I do this, what, what's, the, what's the implication of that? What kind of impact is that going to have? Sometimes, you know, the old saying goes, some things are just better left unsaid than being said. But I don't know that God was not trying to conceal from him. He was just, he was debating with himself, I think, to, to come to the conclusion of whether he should really uh, put this burden on Abraham at the time. But uh, James, uh, in chapter 2, James 2, 23, uh, he refers to Abraham as a friend of God. So their relationship was very close, as it should have been. And uh, as it will grow even more as we go along. And beginning about verse 19, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm going to read uh, verse 19. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children in his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about uh, from Abraham what he has promised him. Uh, this is the strong verse right? It is, it's, it's written. Sodom and Gomorrah was a wicked city. There was perversion going on there that even today people still talk about it because the implications and the lessons there have, uh, have a part that needs to be considered. Sodom was a wicked place that was ripe for a God's uh, judicial punishment. And Abraham uh, himself was learning that, that there are consequences for ungodly living on this occasion as, as what they were doing at that time. And, and as it transpired, as, as God became more involved in doing what he had decided to do with Sodom and Gomorrah, we'll learn a lot of the things that took place there. The, the degree of sin that was present there uh, 
Uh, it's not even something that's comfortable to talk about. Uh, the point that uh, that God uh, had given them uh, a plan and a path to follow, and they had not followed it, but they, they were just in sin, in, in a wicked type of sin. And it's to go along. Uh, Abraham found out and knew about what they were doing and the justice that would be brought upon them. God was going to punish them severely and destroy them for all intents and purposes and what he did. Abraham had compassion on these people, which tells me that, that he was a compassionate person that didn't, did not dismiss the fact that he knew what they were doing. But it's nothing wrong. We have compassion on people today, even those who that are do evil things. We have a compassion for them. Wish they didn't do what they did, or we wish they were not like they were. But we always want to know that God, who creates everybody, uh, had compassion up to a point. But even with compassion, when we're in conflict with uh, God's word, there is always a punishment that will follow suit after that. And he got into a debate, not a debate, more more of a, an appeal. You know that they were asking God, well, if you can find 50 righteous people, will you spare the city? Yes. Then they went down to 40, and then to 30, 20, and 10. And apparently, if they could have just found 10, he would have spared the city. But unfortunately, they were consumed in their wickedness, and he brought forth judgment upon them, the likes of what we would not ever be able to imagine. So, in, in that, that's pretty much uh, verse, uh, chapter 18, the two big events. Uh, and we move on into chapter 19, which is about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And some of those things we'll, we'll just briefly pass over. But... <clears throat> The two angels that had visited uh, uh, the Jehovah, or the two angels of Jehovah, the, the God, went to Sodom and Gomorrah, and they, they found there, as I said, a type of deprivation that, that I don't know that we could even equal that today, but that's nothing that surprises us anymore. Let me read just a little bit out of here. Uh, chapter 19, about verses 1 through 5. The two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of the city. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet, spend the night then, 
and then go on the way early in the morning. No, they answered, we will spend the night in the square. But he insisted so strongly that they did not go with him and enter the house. He prepared a meal for them, baking bread without yeast, and then they ate. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, between uh, both young and old, surrounded the house. And he offered them water to drink and water to wash their feet. And lo and behold, it shall appear. So where was I? Okay. Here again, it's not real clear, to me at least, whether... uh, Lot actually recognized these men as angels, but which was apparently his nature. He invited them into his house and showed them hospitality of preparing food for them and um, asked them to, to spend the night with him. Uh, but then again, the word got out around the city uh, that Lot had some strangers come to his house. must have been a smaller town. You ever been to small towns where there's always somebody that knows everything going on in town? Uh, this this uh, was probably the case there. The young and the old in the cities, they surrounded Lot's house and demanded that the strangers come out so that they could uh, get to know them or know them. Well, that does. that sounds like it would be uh, really good, but when they the application of that is when they say they want to know them, uh, that is not good. Uh, the same Hebrew words are found in Leviticus chapter 18 and uh, also in Romans 1 and 12. Basically, what this means is that, you know, embarrassingly to say it. The men of that city were, the the whole city was overcome with homosexuality. And they wanted to know them in that application, not just get to know them and be friends, as uh, might be easy to to construe. And so, if we move on down, Lot went out and the the door and shut the door after him. And... uh, let me, just, let me just read that because I, I don't want us to miss the context. Verses 6 through 11. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind him and said, No, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you and you can do what you with you like them. But don't do anything to these men, for they have come under the protection of my roof. Get out of our way, they said. And they replied, and they said, this fellow came here as an alien, and now he wants to play the judge. We'll treat you worse than them. They kept bringing pressure on Lot and moved forward to break down the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, young and old, with blindness, 
so that they could not find the door. So these angels intervened, so to speak. And it, 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 it sounded strange to me at first that he offered up his daughters. But when, he, when then when you stop and think about it, his daughters would not have been appealing to them because of, of the action of the homosexuality that the whole city apparently was overtaken with. So, <clears throat> I'm trying to measure my time here. I'm looking at the clock. clock goes really fast when you don't have a lot of time. So anyway, uh, and then verses, from there on down uh, through uh, 12 to 14, it talks about how many righteous people were there and whether they could find 10 or not. Uh, they were mocking a lot, uh, and who, who thought everybody was was losing their mind and all. So, in beginning in verse 15, <clears throat> the uh, the angels came to Lot and and saying, "Take your wife and your daughters that are here, lest they be consumed, you know, with what's going to happen to this city." But he lingered, and uh, thinking that maybe he could uh, persuade them or persuade Jehovah not to destroy the city. Uh, but the time has, has gone on and had reached this point. The time was for Sodom to be destroyed for its wickedness. And the angels had come to him and, and told him to quickly get his family and uh, leave. However, he, he did hesitate. Lot did hesitate. Uh, for whatever reason, I, I could not, I looked, I looked at that two or three times and I couldn't figure out why he wanted to stay. But he had some reason to just hesitate because that's what the scripture said. Uh, but we see, you know, God's mercy when, and he was he was willing to save Lot from a city that was doomed uh, to to be destroyed. Anybody got any questions or comments? I'm I'm just fighting on. Well, I mean, it, it is hard to, to, to wrap your arms around some of this. Uh, but, you know, I don't have answers for, you know, how he thought. <clears throat> yeah. Well, if you want to get married quickly, you could. You and then home. No, go ahead first. I agree with you, and... and, and that was just a, kind of a figure of speech, but you're exactly right. Go, uh, Hiram. I was going to say what Mike was saying about Peter. Okay. Anybody else? You know, <clears throat> these are good, good, good comments, and 
my teaching notes go back almost 30 years. I've kept this uh, filed away because we, we went through this same study <laughs> eons ago. And uh, some things never change because people have the same reaction when you go through and, and, and you're, you know, you're touching on the salient points and, and you think about this and, and you think about that. But the, the fact remains, God was in control. God knows all. Lot was a good man. Abraham was a good man. But the city of Sodom and the city of Gomorrah was, as I said before, depravity that, that takes a whole lot of trying to even get your arms around how bad it was. And I, I, can't, I can't fathom that. It, it doesn't relate to me because I've never been around that kind of thing. I've seen it, uh, you know, in other places or, or heard about it. But it, it takes a lot of, of digging in to, to try to put yourself in Lot's position and his understanding of why he would want to hesitate or why, you know, he lingered. Uh, if it had been me, I mean, I'd be burning rubber to try to get out of town. You know, I couldn't get out quick enough. Um, but God is, oh wow, God is in control. That's the main thing. And these are, these are people that he are, he's using to set his uh, agenda forward. And quickly we understand what the ultimate end was that he finally got uh, Lot to leave and the cities were destroyed. And there, uh, there's a pretty good example, if you can read into it, the, the magnitude of the destruction. It wasn't just that, you know, like a tornado came through or something like that. When you start talking about fire and brimstone coming down, these, these are things that I can't uh, fathom. I, I don't understand how that all happened, but I know, you know from reading it, that it, it totally annihilated not just the people, but the, the cities themselves. They were, they were just reduced to, to pure rubble. And who? Don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got like two minutes left, uh, and so what we're going to do is just wrap it up there. And um, David, you just pick it up at uh, that point next week. I appreciate your comments. I I, I want to tell you, uh, the last time I had someone ask a question, I could not hear them. So I now have hearing aids, so I can hear you. And I'll tell you what is amazing, uh, uh, what, what you miss out on when you don't know what people are saying. So thank you for your comments. Uh, thank you for speaking up. Uh, that helps a lot. And uh, so we'll, uh, we'll close it there, and uh, we'll see you next, uh, next week. Uh, you got a couple of extra minutes there.